Okay, we have a very special guest today who's going to be staying with me for the show. It's Leanne Nolan from uh, Ballygar. Leanne is um, over on holidays from uh, the USA at the moment. So I just want to introduce yourself there, Leanne. Hi, Damien. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, for anyone who is interested, my name is Leanne and I'm from Ballygar, like yourself. Um, I've been living away from Ireland now since 2014. I left, like many of us, to go teaching. I'm a qualified music and geography teacher and spent four years in the Middle East before moving to the US in 2019, All right. right before the pandemic. So yeah. had a one-year introduction before everything went haywire for us all. Yeah, yeah, great. And it's great to see you home, Leanne. It's, it's always good to see you home. I had Leanne on the show um, about 18 months back as well. She was very insightful on... Um, on her area of expertise. Um, Leanne, what, what do you do now presently? So since moving to the US, I've had a complete change of direction and I am now focusing mostly on teaching in a different capacity and teaching yoga, teaching mindfulness practices, uh, basically helping people get off the rat race right. and start to enjoy life yeah, rather yeah. than this go 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 that we're all very much caught up on yeah. caught up in right now yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's my focus now that's great that's great keep practicing keep doing whatever it is that brings you a bit of joy <laughs> yeah i think there is something uh, you know um, very positive in it in, in the sense that um everybody has their own um beliefs everybody has their own uh, ideology and sometimes it's it's hard to be um or it's easy to be to be swayed one way or the other, especially in society at the moment, when we live in such uh, uh, superficial ways and people, you know, strength of advertising and, and whatever. But um, you know that that you know idea of I won't back down. I I, I just think it's amazing. It's a, it's a good concept. Yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah, it is a good concept. Um, so. What has it been like in the U.S. doing yoga? Tell me, tell me, as an Irish person, so you've went to the U.S., is, is, there, is there other Irish people over there? I, I suppose, just to commend you, I suppose, from the start, uh, Leanne, is that you've come from a rural town like Ballyar and you've uh, moved, you know, you've moved a lot. I've travelled a good bit myself, so I understand it's, it's, um, it's a daunting process and, you, you know, you move from one city to a new city, you have to be open to new cultures, meet new people. And um, So how have you uh, found that process? And also, um, did you meet any other Irish people? Yeah, great question. Uh, living in America right now is very interesting, to say the least, and I feel like I have... A huge advantage being Irish, especially living where I'm living. I'm living in Laguna Beach, California. Right. And I would say I'm one of the very few Irish people there. Great. So I'm a huge novelty, <laughs> huge novelty to anyone. All I have to do is open my mouth. And You're, know a I'm Irish. You're a leprechaun. You're a little leprechaun. Lucky leprechaun in their eyes, which is lovely to see the absolute genuine love for the Irish yeah. around the place. And like I, I have a huge privilege there because yeah, you're automatically right. just in, in, yeah, in, in yeah, most yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah. And people just want to both hear your accent and just yeah. get to know you. So yeah. I feel yeah. very lucky in that sense. And also, I suppose, with Irish people are, are you know, um, uh, you know, we give off this, uh, or we have this gift of friendliness yeah. or uh, sincerity, um, if I call it that, um, which, which, um, 
I suppose, gets us to different places in, in uh, I suppose, a human aspect when it comes to building relationships and making friends. And Do you, do you get that? No, definitely. De- definitely. I, I, I'm, I do feel like I have a little advantage as well just having been to other places as well. I'm not really walking around afraid of the other or afraid of anyone because they're from any which place like yeah. I know we're all very much the same yeah. at the root of it we're all just looking for connection we're all just looking for someone to listen yeah. to us yeah. and to feel safe and in America right now there's a huge lack of just genuineness like you're saying and safety all you know right. there is a I, I like to just uh, describe it as, as a, you could cut the tension at points over there there's just an underlying air of yeah, they're going through some stuff over okay. there right now, as I'm sure okay. you're well aware. If you turn on, uh, yeah, news, yeah, yeah. I not. suppose, yeah, I suppose what I do try and move away from is this whole um, Trump kind of mania because you know I suppose it's played out in our own mainstream media, uh, media, and also it's it's you know similar to stuff in the in the UK that there can be a one. Um, one uh, face to all this that it's mm-hmm. you know you're pro Trump or you're pro it's kind of similar to the asylum seeker issue that's happening in Ireland at the moment but it is 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 it moves towards hate it's hate speech and, and it moves towards hate so um, just uh, very aware of that but um, yeah is there any uh, for humanity do you see any humanity I suppose for for the USA at the moment, I mean that in the nicest possible way, in the sense that um, um, you know politically things mightn't be great, but you know, I suppose you have to believe you have to believe that the human being is. Oh, I do. I mean, yes, for sure. I have hope for the future that things are going to get a lot better. But I think America's going through some kind of process of realizing that they're not number one or they're not something to actually achieve or or to look up to as I don't even know what I'm trying to say but this idea of the American dream for instance yeah like that that's a nightmare in my opinion like anyone I've met (laughs) the American dream is a nightmare (laughs) anyone I've met out there who has reached what you'd imagine is the American dream with the picket fenced white house and up on the hill or whatever it is they have the same problems as us all you know I really have come to the conclusion that this huge wealth that you can accumulate over there which you can you know capitalism is a brilliant concept for the ones who figure it out it doesn't doesn't mean happiness it doesn't mean contentment and people still get sick and there's still health at the end of the day is your wealth and it doesn't matter if you're a billionaire if you're not happy in yourself another billion's not going to satisfy you. Yeah. And that's so obvious to me. And what I see mostly is this this lack of uh, actual genuine happiness, even though there's so much wealth. Yeah, It's, it's confusing to yeah. witness. Because yeah. we all have this idea that when you get it, you'll, you'll, you'll have it, it all sorted out. But that's not the case. Yeah. It really, it really yeah. isn't. Materialism, yeah. I think, yeah. like you said at the beginning, that's kind of yeah. losing its hold on us all. And we're realising that's not... Yeah. I think COVID that. did that a little bit too as well. Like People are beginning to look back in COVID and say, what actually happened there? Yeah. And it's like, we were walking around with masks on our face and we weren't allowed to do all these different things. Like, was there something that maybe, you know, you know, so I think you, you, humans are like, not humans, people, as a, as a, as a, 
as a human race, I suppose we're coming to maybe a critical mass where it's like, where it's like, well, people are beginning to question things yes. a little bit more, mm-hmm. and governments and politicians and whoever else they don't really have the answers, but they're very good at making up the answers. And um, they're not going to save us, you know. There's no. no one really outside of ourselves that's going to do the work it takes to get a level of contentment in yourself where you don't feel you have to approve yourself or you don't have to impress anybody else. That's, I think, what you're saying is happening. No, 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 no. It's what you're saying, Leanne. No, you, you said just something yeah. in a critical mass yes. point. There is. Like, yeah, we're yeah. seeing a point in history now where even down to the AI, right? I don't know if that's a conversation that's going on here, but it's a big one out there. And it's like, oh, we're all afraid we're going to, like, be obsolete as humans. And it's like, well, actually, what? Imagine a world where we have the time to do things like creative outlets or to create more... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...in ourselves, things we actually want to do, not just for the sake of earning. Or not just for the money. And I think that's a huge thing, I suppose, as well. It goes back to the Industrial Revolution, possibly, as well, that, you know, we feel that we have to fill up our time and I suppose it goes back to the covert and overt side of school as well. You wear a uniform, you tar- start at nine, you finish at five, four, mm-hmm. three, you don't answer back, you, um, you know, so you're trained, I suppose, from a very young age to be a, to be a, a, a industrial worker. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then people's meaning in life, it's that whole thing that I don't know, I find it or I found it. I remember in the States one time, I was out of work for three weeks. I remember at home actually. I was here. I was here. I was out of work for a while. Not not for that long, like you know. And um, I was still actually taking care of one of my kids as well at the same time. So I was minding him from. I think he was in preschool for up to half twelve. I think in the because it was a free preschool year or something. Then I had to mind him after that. So I was kind of working half a day, if you know what I mean. But I felt there was something wrong with me because mm-hmm. I wasn't working full time. Yeah, no, I know. And what then you're I wasn't. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying because when I moved to the US first on the visa I was on, you can't actually work. You you actually are not allowed to work. Yeah. So you go through your whole <laughs> existential crisis of, well, what am I without the title of teacher? Because yeah. like, when I moved to the US, I was hell, no way am I going to teach in a school over there. No yeah, yeah, hell, yeah. And I yeah, didn't yeah. want to anyway. Yeah. But it did take a lot of like questioning because your, your worth as a human is taken from you and you're like, well, what am I now? Yeah. And like I said, that happened to me before the pandemic, yeah, whereas yeah. for a lot of us, we lost our jobs during the pandemic yeah, anyway. Yeah. And then we had yeah. to realise, well, there's more. Just moving back to one or two things about, you know, that idea of work, to, to put the work into uh, developing as a, as a person, as a positive human being that's loving, caring, kind. Um, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, um... So, yeah, there's the term work is used in, in these communities. You have to put in some work or some practice in order to cultivate self-care, yeah. self-love. It's not inherent. We're not generally born with this um, love for ourselves, and we often seek it outside of ourselves, too. You know, we're, we're looking for relationships or, you know, external validation or whatever it is. And then there's, in quotation marks, work to be done to dismantle a lot of that thinking and to recognize that the importance of caring for yourself, that putting yourself first. And in a lot of minds, that can seem selfish to to have a self-care or self-love practice. But in actuality, that is 
paramount in then spreading that love and being able to really pour it over onto others right. um, if that makes sense yeah yeah no, that makes sense I just think of there something you said that's very interesting that a lot of the time we look for the um, the uh, I suppose the validations outside of ourselves and we also look for exterior exterior um, things to make us feel better or happier or maybe more more loved um, so like the typical thing is you know the man with the fast car mm-hmm. um, or the woman with the handbag mm-hmm. the material the stuff material the material yeah and you know we've all we've all fell victim to that you have you want to buy something and you feel like that's going to bring you huge amounts of joy and you get it and it's five minutes later you're like oh that that's not it that yeah. didn't really last or whatever yeah. it is there's very few material things that are actually going to satisfy us yeah. long term yeah. it is a it is something that's deeper than that that's going to bring us fulfillment here or a sense of purpose yeah. you know a sense of why why am i here what is this all about and it's it's not anything out there really yeah. that can give that to us no one can save us no there's no saviors out there right. we kind of have to do, start do the job ourselves yeah, pretty much right yeah um yeah, uh, I've been listening to a couple of different um, podcasts myself lately. Um, Alan Pedo is one of them, and what's the other one? Um, Tara Brack is another mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah, Tara's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get them on Spotify, um, any of them uh, uh, podcasts on Spotify. Uh, also, I suppose some of the work... Uh, that goes into uh, I suppose the first thing is recognising that the material stuff outside of ourselves we'll, we'll just focus on saying it as that uh, notion that the material stuff outside of ourselves uses an analogy we'll just use the analogy of the man with the car mm-hmm. okay so the man with the big car uh, is not going to bring him long term happiness mm-hmm. right okay so therefore he has to look inside deeper inside about what is going to bring him long-term happiness Mm -hmm. okay so um some of the focuses are some of the ideas that 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 i have come across is meditation Mm -hmm. because sometimes you can through your meditation you can see where the you can practice at looking at where your mind is is at where the more times you catch yourself you can bring yourself back Mm And I heard a really good analogy one time. It's like a, a, a cat watching a mouse trap or watching a mouse hole. So every time the mouse comes out, you're like, back. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just catching that thought, yeah. whether that thought is a... Because it comes back to the thought, right? Yeah. So it comes back to, you know, that thought is like, okay, let's buy something else and that'll make me happy. And it's like, no. Yes. Bring yourself back, bring yourself back. And then, like, at one stage, I suppose, at what stage... I haven't obviously achieved this yet. Um, but at what stage do you... I'm just curious. Um, do you kind of come to a stage of contentment and say, oh, actually, this is working? Um, good question. I mean, I'm no ways near full-time contentment by any means, but with practising stuff like meditation or yoga or whatever it is that you're making a conscious effort to do it not for the 
the result, like the physical result, right? There's there's something more to it. You're not practicing meditation to get something out of it, really. You're practicing it to get more into your life and more present. Being aware of how many thoughts come that are absolutely untrue, that we can attach to and believe if we're not careful and we will think that that is who we are or that that's true about ourselves, or, you know, we can tell ourselves that we can think we know what people think about us, for instance. Yeah, yeah. We have absolutely no idea. Yeah. And it's not even our right to know what anybody else thinks about us. Yeah. But that's the way, we, the way we're kind of programmed, right? Suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And until you do a bit of reprogramming yeah. of the self, of the brain, of the yeah. thoughts, yeah. because, again, we're kind of have a negative bias in a lot of senses. Our ego will go to the, the comfortable, I yeah. know this, yeah. I'm safe yeah. in this. Yes, so there, that's the, the kind of practices you can do to just detach yourself from yeah. the thinking mind yeah. and allow that sense of there's something more, there's something more worth yeah. worth achieving here and yeah. it doesn't necessarily um, mean material. There's loads of stories out there. There's loads of, obviously, um, you know, Buddhist stories, introduction stories and whatnot. But, um, and this is not, you know, this is... A spiritual this I'm talking I'm talking spiritually here now, you know, but spirituality. Uh, whether it's John O'Donoghue, that's you know, he would he would it would be very similar but a different context. Mm-hmm. Um But even the word spirituality, like that's not a set of beliefs. To me, yeah. like having a spiritual practice has nothing to do with any set of beliefs. It's it's a practice in being present in yeah. your life. Like yeah, yeah. that's yeah, again yeah. a misconception. It's yeah. not a religious set of dogmas or anything yeah. like yeah. that. It's yeah. It's a practice. Yeah. It has yeah. to be practiced in order to reap the benefit. To, yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. you can't just go and, and hope for the hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's, see, the, see the, um, the, I think one of the difficulties is that um, people have to put a lot of effort in to get the results. And we live in this consumer society whether it's McDonald's or whether it's whatever. Instant gratification is definitely... I think it's a problem that's going to need to be um, seriously thought about, especially for the younger generation with all the instant information, instant, you know, definitely. Instant gratification, Absolutely. And that's the, the, I suppose, what I'm kind of trying to get at is that um, people aren't willing to put in the effort for it. Some people are. No, some people are, but there's 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 ways that it make it less of a, a mountain to climb. Like if you're thinking I have to do again, just say I practice yoga, so that's you know, if you have to do a certain pose in order to reach some level of enlightenment or whatever. Yeah. That's that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's really your your breath. The, yeah. Our breath is the most vital tool we have to calm our nervous system, to calm the mind. And we do it all day long, every single day, without thinking about it until we realize that we actually can manipulate our breath in certain ways. We can extend it, we can shorten it, we can breathe through one nose, the other nose. Like There's millions of ways. There's, they're called pranayama practices, but they work. Yeah. And it doesn't take any physical exercise. The actual reason people do yoga is to be able to get your body in a way that you can sit comfortably long enough to sit in meditation. That's the only purpose of asana, because it means to sit. Mm. that's what it means so some people are lucky and they can just sit upright and they don't need to do a physical thing in their life but most of us have gone through you know a lot of trauma puts stress on the body which turns into stiffness which over time can turn into disease you know there's all these 
ways that these manifest in our body. Yeah. So if you have a breath practice, which really is just moving your energy, that's what our breath yeah. is. And yeah. sometimes we have a lot of energy and sometimes we have very, very little, but we can generate our own energy yeah. by simple breath practices. You can have more energy in your day if you start your day with the breath practice. Now that's where the effort comes in. Are you going to get up and look at your phone straight away? Or are you going to get up and sit for five minutes? And I can promise you, and I'm not under, un no, I'm promising. If you do that, your life will change and it will improve because you will be putting yourself in a great place. First thing in the morning, you'll have given yourself that energy that we can get from food, we can get from other sources, but we generate it ourselves for free if we want. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And it's a guarantee. It's tried, true, and practiced. Like it's an ancient, ancient science that's now and becoming. If it doesn't work, Leanne will refund you. <laughs> within 99 it's days. It's free. It's actually even free. There's no money involved. There's so much out there. We can give out about AI and technology, but there's so much information out there to help us. Like even, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Wim Hof. Have you heard about this no. guy? All right, he's an amazing figure. Wim Hof, anyone, look <laughs> him up now. He's like this superman who's proving a lot of theories to be obsolete now. He's fascinating. Like he's been injected with E. coli. And he was immune. Okay. And he does he does the cold plunges, the cold, the breathing, these intense breathing practices in the cold, where you can actually get base hot. You can okay. increase your body temperature by doing them. Okay. Well, yeah. Now we're back again. Um, okay. I suppose I want a really quick chat, Leon, about being at home. <laughs> What's it like being at home? Oh, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's so it's it's I think it takes leaving a place to really appreciate it. Or, you know you know, those don't you always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes, like, yes. I have such a love for Ireland and it will always be home for me. Yeah. But I'm getting to do things I can't do here. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. I'm yeah. able to do things in America I just aren't they're not available here yet. Yeah, yeah. That's another day's conversation. But um I love Ireland everyone in the world just seems to love the Irish and I wish the Irish themselves could cultivate that love for themselves yeah. because to, to, especially to Americans we're gold yeah. you know we're just gold dust yeah. so uh, that's what I'd love to see in the next few years is the Irish really just starting to appreciate themselves for know, the sure. resilience we have like to be Irish you have to be a resilient person yeah. you have to get through weather that's not always yeah admirable or whatever not, you don't get a choice in that but you do you have to have a tough skin to have survived to this point to be yeah. Irish to be still going and that's it's shown it comes out on us you know and uh, the good, uh, it's produced two, two of the best in me and you anyways that's it now. <laughs> you know and uh, you've been away as well so you know what I'm talking yeah, about I know like, and talking. I understand you can get very cynical maybe if you're if you haven't got a, a break from it, maybe, you know, yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. And I feel very lucky that I have the opportunities I've had. But, you know, this life is up to us to make a meaning out of it. Nobody's given us that meaning but ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. you yeah. know. So that's that's it. Um, well, I'm sure everybody is glad to see you home, especially your mum. You're very close to your mum. Very close to my mum. My mum is my inspiration, for sure. She's... She's a mighty woman, as she'd say herself about yeah. many people. She's a mighty woman. She's done yeah. a lot of this work we talk about before it was even called work, you know. Right. Um, 
and she gave up alcohol, you know, many years ago. She got help now to do that um, because it takes help in a lot of cases to to change. Well done to, to her, to, yeah. 100% well done to her. And I, I really want to make that known that there is help out there for people who want to change and to create healthier habits because yeah. they're all just habits. You know, anything we do is just a... Any addiction is a habit first and it can turn into something more serious. But there's there's definitely help and there's... Um, God, I see a smile in there. God, I wonder if I was to get any message out there, what I would love for people to understand that alcohol is actually a drug, yeah. and it's the most but harmful sure, it one. Is, it is, it is, it is. It's the most harmful one, and that's being proven every single day. Yes. And I'm just like, how many more studies do we have to hear? Yeah. How many more studies do we have to thing. hear, like, to, before we can realise that? But it goes that. back to like, um, I suppose we won't touch on this too much, but we'll touch on it a little bit. It goes back to like pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. And um, pumping, you know, money into you know the industry and people in Galway and people will tell you, what would we do without the pharma companies? What would mm-hmm. that? You know, they're huge corporations who have a huge vested interest. Some similar to Diageo, similar to um, you know these corporations, no, know. they have they have a, and they have an outlet that they have to sell, and it's the same as the arms industry, and it's the same with coffee and tea and mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, sadly, alcohol yeah has one of them has one of the big things. Um, Okay, it's been really good having Leanne on and I hope to talk to her again soon even though we might be doing a, a, a Skype call or something like that. Okay. Thanks, Damien. All right, bye. Bye-bye. See you, Leanne.